people are celebrating today, Purim, and we're learning. And uh, Ray's here with me. I'm Q. We're sitting in here and having a, a great time just really diving into what the Lord has for us to learn from these feasts and remembrances and celebrations. And, you know, the world has their own thing that has the color green going on. Uh, but there's some things in between there as well. So we're going to cover into that a little bit and excited to see where else this goes this morning. I mean, we got all kind of fun stuff. Yeah. St. Patrick's involved. Also, uh, shout out Heather and Michael from Lawrenceville called in $1,000 as part of this uh, need that we have. Thank you so much. They love the radio station and couldn't imagine not it not being here. And, uh, and me either. I mean, it's been a lifetime for me. And, yeah. and I, I think about how good God has supplied our need, and you know, one thing I've learned in 31 years is even when it seems like, well, Perm's a perfect example, but it seems like it's all <laughs> at the very, no, God's still there, God's yeah. right in the midst of it, and, and Heather and Michael, that's a good example of how um, God uses people without Esther, well, what's the story? Without Mordecai, what's the story without Heather and Michael in this situation? We have a need, so yeah. uh, we're going to sh continue sharing that need with you. If you can call, you can give today. We would thank you so much. And, uh, you know, while we're doing that, I was just thinking for, for Heather and Michael especially, it'd be good to learn how to, to greet people today. So how do you say happy Purim? You know, <laughs> you say happy Purim. They'll, they'll get it. That's the easiest way. But if you want to do it in Hebrew, uh, holiday is hog, H-A-G, but it sounds like a hog, like the pig. Mm -hmm. uh, Purim is really Purim, but you can say Purim too, hog Purim. And happy, which comes last, it's the structure, uh, Sumeach, Sumeach, all right? So hog Purim, hog Purim, Sumeach. There you go. So all right. Heather and Michael, hog Purim, Sumeach. Yeah. Or thank you. Either way. Either way. Yeah, works. amen. In both languages. <laughs> all right, so the big, the big green, traditionally... Uh, it's a fun celebration, Perm is, filled with feasting and rejoicing, lots of generous giving. There's costumes, there's plays, and endless parties. Uh, sadly, the celebration for many Jews will literally be drunken revelry, overflowing with the wrong spirit. It can turn into a very wrong day real quick, <laughs> which means they will entirely miss the beautiful, profound spiritual point of these festivities of Perm or Purim. Ironically, this year... The holidays of Perm and St. Patrick's Day fall on the same day tomorrow. Now, you know, the day-night thing, so Perm officially starts tonight, runs Thursday and Friday. But uh, St. Patrick's Day and Perm on Thursday, same day, tomorrow. Esther comes from the 6th century B.C., Patrick from the 4th century A.D., so about a millennium apart. Think of that. Both the Christian missionary Patrick and the orphan Jewish girl Esther, who became a noble Persian queen, are profoundly inspiring characters. I mean, good gosh. Mm. Patrick hails from Britain. He's captured by pirates, age of 16, enslaved to the Druids of Ireland, where he gave his heart wholly to Christ, labored as a shepherd. At 22, through several dreams, God enables his escape back home. Several years later, God sent him more dreams, and this time it was to return to Ireland, tell the Druids of Christ. And, of course, he lives in his life on a daily basis in danger of his life being taken. His return, massive uh, death, destruction, uh, torture, uh, all that kind of stuff, he, it requires great courage to do what he did. The fact that he'll be celebrated tomorrow with drunken revelry and even a river <laughs> of green beer in Boston is just tragic and sad. But he is definitely worthy of celebrating and honoring because uh, he did a profound, uh, profound thing in his life and... 
So remembering him, honor, uh, say, to him who honor is due, honor them. So he's definitely worthy of honor. Meanwhile, it's equally tragic that in Perm, beginning tonight and continuing Thursday, Friday, the same drunken revory will accompany most uh, Jewish celebrations. So if you're Jewish, don't do that. But <laughs> like Patrick, Hadassah's people were captured, enslaved by a neighboring country when Babylon invaded Judah, killing and destroying and then carrying many survivors away into captivity. Think Daniel, you know, mm-hmm. the three and the fire, all that. So all these, this is the same time. This is what's, this is what's going on. Unlike Patrick, Hadassah never got to return home to Israel. But she was called by God instead to serve him and his people far away in Persia, eventually chosen by the king to be his bride. She becomes the Persian queen. She's able to save her people from the Holocaust, enable them to go to war, destroy their enemies. And this is at the very peak of Persians' golden age. It was the largest empire in history mm-hmm. up to its time. We're talking 127 lands, countries, yeah. from Egypt to Ethiopia, all the way to Asia. It's massive. So she is a picture of the church marrying our bridegroom, Jesus, and riding with him into the last battle. If you're looking for a picture for Esther, that's the one. Marries Jesus, rides into the last battle. That's the church. It's Esther. In Revelation 5, here's the picture. And when he had taken the book, the four living creatures, the 24 elders, fell down before the Lamb, each one having harps and golden vials full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, You're worthy to take the book and open its seals, for you are slain and redeemed us to God by your blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. And you made us kings Mm. and priests to our God and will reign over the earth. So from the beginning of Genesis to the end of the Bible, there's a common theme with the deliverance and empowering of the saints to become his bride. This 6,000-year-old story begins in the Garden of Eden with, the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. It's the blood that covered. Hmm. The story moves to Abram. Got a covenant of blood called circumcision, cutting away a separation. Then you got a Passover. Lambs are slain, sacrifice was eaten, and that's taken inside of you, a person, for the first time. Not just burned, but eaten. What? Then there's this journey out of bondage to a mountain, an invitation to marry God in Mount Sinai, which was rejected by Israel. Mm. And the law came, and priests and kings and a promised land. This became the way. So lots of stuff going on as you march through the, the, the history in, in mm-hmm. the Bible that we know. And so we're going to march you through. And as we jump in next, we're going to look at Purim uh, of this wedding and a war and how things kind of pan out and how things work in the kingdom of God in this feast.